What's up, domestic dads? You ready to grab a mop and start cleaning up the mess? How do you know you have a problem? This is hard. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to tell anybody either. How do you convince yourself that you have a problem? How do you cross over the line and say, this is a problem and I have to fix it no matter what? And it becomes life or death. That's tough. Has life gotten off track? Are you looking for some inspiration to be a better dad? Have you thought about getting sober, but you just didn't know where to start? If so, welcome to the Domestic Dad Podcast, your go-to destination for candid discussions on journeys into sobriety, parenting, and personal growth. I'm Nick Barnett, founder of the Domestic Dad Project. I've been a dad since I was 18 years old. I'm also a trauma survivor, an alcoholic, divorced, happily remarried, hardworking, humbled by life, domestic dad. Have you ever found yourself up late at night thinking about how you totally missed an opportunity with the kids today? Then it hits you. It wasn't just today. It was this entire week or month. It's time to wake up with big, ambitious goals to get sober and be more engaged with your family. It's going to take more work than just dreaming. On this podcast, you'll find interviews with people who have walked that path, including myself, coaches, mentors, and pastors who can help guide you on your journey. You're going to need resources and inspiration. You can find that here. This is the community for you to lean into so you can start living life as a domestic dad. So let's grab a mop and start cleaning up the mess. The biggest obstacle for me in getting sober in the beginning was admitting that I actually had a problem. So I want to break down Five considerations that you should take into account when identifying whether or not you have a problem. The questions I get asked most are, how did you get sober? What did you do? What are the tricks? I think that the first thing that you need to do is realize that there are no tricks to this. It's all truth. And you need to be honest and not lie to yourself. If one of these things have impacted you, you need to be aware of it and start moving towards change. Indicator number one the impact that it has on your family. Alcohol addiction can have devastating effects on families. Dads who are struggling with addiction might find that their relationships with their children or wives really start to suffer due to behavior issues, especially while they're under the influence. From missed family events to emotionally distancing themselves, one of the things that I noticed in relationships that I had was How I responded to things was like a flood of negativity after I had been drinking. I remember when my wife and I would have a disagreement that I would instantly go into victim mentality. It was awful. I mean, as soon as there was adversity, my head went to, what is she plotting against me? Does she want to leave me? Is she interested in someone else more than me? Does she wish that she just never met me? Oh, you cannot escape it. That's what I thought all the time. Anytime that we would fight and alcohol was involved in that situation. Alcohol made me very hard to deal with in that way. It shuts you off from the reality that communication goes both ways and that you can talk through anything and that there's always a solution. Indicator number two, health concerns. The physical health consequences of alcohol abuse cannot be overlooked. It's a lot. Dads might start noticing signs such as increased fatigue, mood swings, weight gain, or even more severe symptoms like liver damage or heart problems. Recognizing the toll 
alcohol is taking on your health can serve as a huge wake up call to prioritize your well being and seek sobriety immediately. Let's start with brain fatigue. How often are you just sitting on the couch, letting your brain just drift off into do do do? You like your brain is on constant shutdown mode because it's been going so hard for so long, just trying to keep up because alcohol is a thief. It takes your time, it takes your energy, and you don't process anything but where am I going to get my next drink? You're super tired because you stayed up way too late. I've had ADD my entire life, but because I am an alcoholic, it was a hundred times worse. Like if you didn't captivate me within the first three seconds, I was just gone. I could not keep up in conversation. You could start talking. I would hear the noise, but I was not registering words. That's when you just start to nod and pretend you're paying attention. And hopefully they don't catch on that. You have no idea what they're talking about. How about mood swings? Mood swings are really, really bad for me. I would often snap. Like I talked about a little bit ago, that snap would come from that victim mentality. But I would get really frustrated really fast. And I would get to the point where I would confuse courage with anger, right? Like I would snap back at you and I thought I was being courageous. I thought I was problem solving by yelling about it. And that's just not the case. Let's just be honest. It's because I didn't have the patience to work through anything in my head. So I just wanted to get it over with or solve the problem and move on. And I think that goes deeper uh, into like the psychology of a man in general. We get caught up in here, take my advice and go or do as I say, not as I do or we forget, we forget how much of an impact the way we communicate has on our children. That's scary, dads. If you sit back and think about it and you just try to reflect on all the times that you got lazy and tried to problem solve too fast and not understand the perspective of the person that you were communicating with, or even if you're trying to give your son or daughter some advice, and you say, this is how it's going to be, and that's just it. Holy smokes. That's what you're equipping them with to go out into the world and replicate in terms of how they communicate with people. Oh, face palm. How about weight gain as a health concern? Holy smokes. When you drink a lot, there's no way to sugarcoat it. You get fat. Bloated. Ugh. From a physical standpoint, alcohol is probably one of the worst things that you can consume. And don't let anybody lie to you and tell you, oh, if you just drink vodka, you'll be better off. Nope. The uh, psychological effects of drinking vodka will uh, make you think that you can eat anything that you want and not have any repercussions for it. That's not true. I went through it. You should see my pictures from when I was drinking, we'll talk about chubbiness more often than not, your eating habits are off. You drink and you drink, and then you probably forget to eat a lot of times, but then like your snackiness picks up and it goes wild. And then all of a sudden it's late at night and you're ordering a pizza and it's like, dang, man, I could have had a nutritious balance to my life today, but it, I decided to drink and ignore it. And now I'm here starving at the end of the night and i'm ready to just have an intimate relationship with the greasy cheesy saucy doughy piece of pizza that i've been fantasizing about even more severe symptoms 
are things like liver damage and heart problems. I can remember when the hangover would set in and my heartbeat would race really fast. Scared the crap out of me. I mean, terrifying. Your watch is going off talking about, hey, it's you're over 120 beats a minute for the last 20 minutes. You get really worried because it's just all the time. And the only way to stop it sometimes was to drink. I want to be specific about this. I can remember having the shakes and that scared me to the point where I got on Google in the middle of the night and I was like, what are the symptoms of alcoholism? I've had a lot to drink today and I'm shaky. The other thing for me was heartburn. Oh man, I can remember it got so bad. Like I would have to, I would get sick. I would, I would throw up from heartburn and I couldn't eat anything. My stomach would get so upset at times that I couldn't drink water without throwing up. It was like, if it wasn't booze, my body wanted nothing to do with it. That's terrifying. When you can't eat, and even if you do force yourself to eat, even if you get on a brat diet, you're going to yak. And knowing that you can't keep sustenance in your body, you can't get the things into your body that it needs to survive, that's tough. The other thing that I want to talk about from a health standpoint is something that you don't know why when it's happening. So there's all the things that I've talked about so far, but the worst is insomnia. When you are so agitated because you don't have enough alcohol in your system to sleep through the night and your body has become used to getting drunk and passing out, that's the only way that your brain can shut down. Because when the alcohol does wear off and you start to get sober and all that regret starts to flood into your brain, all of the Thoughts about the amount of time that you wasted, the work that you could have done, everything that you tricked off that day starts to come back and flood into you. And then you just worry about how much that you have to get done. Anxiety starts. Oh my gosh, man, that's, we'll get into mental health stuff here in a little bit, but that is a pretty good indicator that you have a problem when you can't sleep without using alcohol to get to sleep. I can remember watching movies about how the military tortures people. And one of those things is sleep deprivation and the agitation that you have when you don't sleep or when your brain doesn't get into a REM cycle and actually get rest. That's when shit has officially hit the fan. Indicator number three, loss of control. This is a big one that so many of us have a problem with. Addiction is the loss of control over your own habits. This can manifest as an inability to stop drinking once it starts. Frequent episodes of binge drinking or unsuccessful attempts to cut back on alcohol consumption despite recognizing its negative consequences. This one was a problem for me. I remember hmm, when I got the opportunity to go out with the boys, I wanted to take full advantage. There wasn't a ton of opportunities to go out and have a good time and just cut loose. But then when your wife starts texting you and saying, hey, what time are you going to be home? And you're like, in a little bit, just finishing this one. And then another round of shots comes. And then you guys want to have one more? And then let's go here and change up the scenery for a little bit. And you just can't say no. Because why would you let go of a good time? And you earned it, right? You went out and worked your butt off. You did what you were supposed to do. 
congrats, you got up and did your job today. And now you're just getting a little extra me time. Can I just add a little caveat here that nothing good happens after 1030 at night when you're out? It just doesn't. I promise you that hearing the same story at a higher volume 10 more times from a different person's perspective, you're not going to regret missing that tomorrow. Here's another loss of control moment. You sit down, you end your day, you have a drink. That tasted good. I'm going to have another one. I'm going to have another one. I'm going to have another one until I pass out. That is losing control. I'm sorry, ma'am, but it's just not cool to binge drink on a Tuesday sitting in your recliner, zoning out your family and not paying attention to your kids. Indicator number four. When alcohol use starts interfering with a father's relationships and responsibilities. This could include conflicts with family members or friends due to drinking-related behavior, neglecting parental or household duties in favor of drinking, or experiencing problems at work due to alcohol-related issues, aka hangovers. Have you ever been so agitated at work in the morning and somebody is just chirping at you about something and you write an email with a subject line, as per my last email, and you send it and you're like, or you snap right at them. That's a problem. This is what happens when you drink a lot and you bring that hangover or that baggage or those things that you're really upset about into your work life or your family life. And it spills over on everything. Or what about when it gets in the way of doing the things around the house, completing honeydew lists, when I stopped being able to do my job as a husband and a father, that became a problem. When there's five projects laying around the house that don't require that much work to complete, but for one reason or another, probably alcohol, they've been sitting there for weeks or months. I'm not trying to be all Jeff Foxworthy about it, but here's your sign. Indicator number five. The last indicator that I want to talk about is mental health issues. A dad might realize he has a problem with addiction when he starts experiencing mental health symptoms associated with alcohol abuse. These could range from frequent hangovers to blackouts or withdrawal symptoms when attempting to cut back on drinking to mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, self-deprecation, or irritability that is exacerbated by alcohol use. Recognizing these symptoms can be a crucial step in acknowledging the presence of addiction and seeking help. This one's important to me because I've lost friends to suicide because they got too far into the bottle. They drank to go up and alcohol is a depressant and it brings you down. Eventually, all of the dopamine that it releases in your brain while you're drinking it and Shortly thereafter, there is an adverse effect to that from a mental health standpoint. And when you get so far into the bottle and so far into the cycle of addiction going up and then coming down and then all of the things that we've talked about happen, the last one, at least for me anyways, that just destroyed me was the mental health aspect of it. Acknowledging the fact that I was on the hamster wheel and I couldn't get off. I was defeated by alcohol. This came after I realized that I had an addiction problem. I knew I was 
further into this sucker than I had ever been before. And I couldn't get off the wheel. And that was a problem for me because I have responsibilities in this life and I was failing nearly every one of them. Mental health issues due to alcohol addiction can kill you. Here's what that looks and sounds like. Your family would be better off without you. Your wife would be better off if she found somebody who didn't struggle with the things that you struggle with. Your kids are probably embarrassed by you. You weigh everybody down. You've messed up too much at work to be able to keep your job. You get angry and you snap at everyone and nobody likes you anymore. You look like crap. Who could love someone like you? I'm just going to say it. All of that is bullshit. When I say that alcohol steals from you and lies to you, that is exactly what I am talking about. You cannot buy into the BS that it is selling you. And it is literally the most toxic relationship that you have in your life. I promise you there's not one that's worse because I've seen its ugly face and it is the exact same ugly face for everyone who struggles with it. All of those things are not true. Here's what you actually need to hear. Your family would be better off if you were sober. Your wife would be better off if you got sober. Your kids would be proud of you if you got sober. You would pick everybody up if you got sober. You wouldn't mess up as much at work if you got sober. You'd keep your job if you got sober. You wouldn't get angry at people as easily and snap, and everyone would like you a lot more if you got sober. You look good when you get sober. Everyone loves you. If you've experienced any of these and you're a heavy drinker, it's a pretty good indicator that you have a problem. Unless you're suffering from some other terminal disease that causes these things, it's alcohol. And it's taking a toll on your physical and mental health and all of your relationships. So here's your wake-up call to start the process of change prioritize your well-being and start seeking out sobriety because you're worth it. You have value in this world. There's a bright future for you here. And there is a son or daughter that needs and wants a meaningful relationship with you. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you with all my heart. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us out. Also, please follow us on Facebook or share this episode on your social media. It means the world to me to know that this podcast is making a difference in your life. And if this episode inspired you to get sober or simply become a better version of yourself, you can claim your free 60-minute coaching session by visiting www.domesticdadproject.com. Let's continue supporting each other to break the stigma around dads reaching out for help to get our lives on track while navigating the obstacles of fatherhood. Until next time, keep cleaning up that mess.